He started many, many, many years ago, built up savings enough to go all in on his, on his own idea, Smart Charter, thought he was getting a great deal selling to Virgin, really for mostly an equity deal. He took a chunk of that business eight weeks later or eight days later. All of a sudden, oil prices increase, his business goes down the tubes. He obviously gets out of that business, now focused on business and burgers, books, and much, much more. This is episode 723. Coming up tomorrow morning, we're going to learn from Colin Day. He runs a 70 million plus recruiting company that I guarantee you, you've never even heard of. But first, here's today's episode. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Hello, everybody. My guest today is none other than Scott Duffy. He is the co-host of Business and Burgers and a contributor at entrepreneur.com. He's also listed as the top 10 keynote speaker by both Forbes and Entrepreneur. He started working and really started his career working for best-selling author and speaker Tony Robbins. Early stage through exit and small through that and small businesses that became big brands like CBS Sports.com, NBC Internet, Fox Sports.com, and then he sold his last company to Richard Branson's Virgin Group. He's also best-selling author of a book called Launch, a roadmap for building great companies. Scott Duffy, are you ready to take us to the top? What's up, dude? What's up, brother? <laughs> good to good to have you on. Okay, I gotta start off with this because before you're going, Nathan, I have a story I've never told, and you said, yeah. Nathan, can I give you the lead? And I said, Don't tell me anything. Surprise me live. What's this story? Oh man, this is this is a heck of a place to start. Well, you know, I know that um, one of the things that's awesome about your show and your audience is it's really all about being real, right, and integrity. And I've been doing a ton of work um, recently on mindset. I have a new business, a uh, new book coming out in uh, March. It'll hit bookstores in March of eighteen. Called and, what? And, say again. Called what? Called breakthrough. So uh, we actually we just gave it the title on uh, on Friday, uh, but uh, it's breakthrough. It's how to build um, uh, amazing companies, stay ahead of the competition, and live the life of your dreams. And uh, it's being published by Entrepreneur Press. Um, but but here's the thing: is I was kind of working on the outline. I was trying to think of some of the experiences that I've had that you know things that I've never told that I think are really relatable for entrepreneurs. And there's this one story that like I've never wanted to tell, and I was just like I got to do it. And so. Um, you know, I think that's why I came up this morning. And it really just, it had to do with, with, um, just failing. Right. And, um, just going through stuff that sucked. And in this particular experience, what had happened was, you know, I had had a business, it was called smart charter and it was like Expedia for private jets. And we were looking for investors. We were looking for distribution and, um, we ended up doing a deal with D with, with Virgin. And I remember that when I had smart charter, it was, we were totally juggling. So I had all this money that I was putting out. Um, like how much? People in, I don't know, 10, 15, 20,000 a month. Depending you on the yourself month. were funding me it? Me myself. Me myself. Yeah. So I was funding it and I was putting this money in and we had three different offices and we were like walking. We were just, we were totally like just trying to be as cheap as we possibly could. So here's the point. We closed the deal and we moved into our first office, all of us together. And we were at the Santa Monica airport. And we were in this just amazing space, and I had this corner office, and it was surrounded by windows, and I was right on the flight path so you could see the planes coming in. And I remember the first day that I moved in, I was watching this, and I said to myself in my head, I said, if you fuck this up, you're never going to get another chance. 
because fuck it what up though? Oh, oh. So you you had sold you were now in a virgin office in a beautiful location. You'd done the deal. Yeah, I'd done the deal. So I'm thinking, okay, so I'm a, I've, I've sold this. I'm Virgin Company. I'm a partner effectively with Virgin and Richard Branson. Um, you know, I've got a great salary. I've got all this kind of stuff. We've got all these people. What was and, this? You can't say great salary without telling me what it was. Oh, it was it was like a four hundred fifty thousand dollar deal. Okay. That was, was your salary deal. or that was salary plus comp plus like upside and incentives. I believe that that was just salary. And then I had, I had, um, I had other stuff, which for a startup an early stage company yeah. is crazy. What, what were you paying yourself before you sold? Nothing. Yeah. Very little. So yeah. you were living off savings at that point. Pretty much. Yeah. How'd I mean, you, that's, how, that's how'd you get money before smart chart or smart, a smart charter? Well, you know, I was in, I was a part of, you know, Sportsline USA, um, and I was there early, so I had stock options in okay. Sportsline. Um, and when that went public, I, I made money. I was a part of a company called Zoom. We did a deal with NBC, uh, NBC to create NBC Internet, and I, I made I made a lot of money there. Yep. And it was really, I mean, for the most part, it was money that I had made in that experience, not ones after it, but really that was the majority of my savings that I used in in the smart charter business. Yep. Now, did you get a big, you know, a lot of people don't talk about this, but a lot of people think that entrepreneurs get their big kind of money windfalls when they sell a company. But many times people structure deals where they actually get payoffs in very different ways, whether it's a big salary or selling part of their equity to a smaller group or, or exercising different kinds of options yeah. and things like that. How did you create wealth with smart charter? Was it a big exit or did you do other things? No. So the, so the way that smart charter work is, Instead of taking money out, I decided to go all in and just had to take more equity. So when we did the deal, so I had, you know, there, there's some things I can't say because of confidentiality, but I had, I had a good chunk, you know, I had 20 plus percent before of, Virgin. With, no, after Virgin. Oh, after Virgin. Okay. So what I decided to do was sit in alongside of the Virgin company um, and be, uh, you know, being a high stake equity holder in this business. And my thought process was this, my thought process was, well, you know, shit, take a look at the market. The, 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 the economy is jamming, you know, uh, a couple months before we closed the deal was the number one month for, uh, private aircraft sales, fractional sales, uh, jet card sales. And like, how could you lose? And I'll tell you one of the biggest things I've ever learned through that experience was this oil prices, <laughs> oil prices. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is it? So here's the thing. I thought to myself, I thought to myself, with all of that, this is a sure thing. What year was this? This was uh, 2008. Okay. And the one thing that I've learned about sure things is that there's nothing sure about them. (laughs) Because there's just too much stuff that you can't control, right? Like oil prices. And so I think that what I learned out of that experience was, you know, one of the, you know, the, 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 the biggest jobs of an entrepreneur has nothing to do with business. I think the most important job for every entrepreneur is learning how to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. So if things don't work out as planned, they take longer than planned, they go sideways, you can adjust and you can bounce right back. And what I had done at that point is I just went, I went all in on equity. Didn't, yep. didn't ask for any cash. I went all in on other things. And it's so easy for us to get caught in that trap. So were you 100% owner of the company before the Virgin deal? I was... Well, with so figure, you know, I had 100, percent and then I had uh, we had um, employees that had stock options. Okay, got it. So you had like I call it a five percent equity pool. I mean, I had probably when 
when we did the deal, I probably had, I would say 10 to 12% of the company had been given away. Okay, got it. So you owned more than 80. In the form of stock options to, you know, people that served in functions that were like co-founders. So did those people get an exit or did they also just get virgin equity? So those people also got Virgin Equity. Got it. So, okay, so talk yeah. to me about this. So let me just summarize this for a second, right? So Virgin said, sure. hey, Scott, I'm, I'm going to, this is a hypothetical. I have no insider yeah. information. Virgin says, uh, Scott, we can either pay you, I'm making these numbers up, $50 million to buy the whole business, or you let us buy you with our equity. We'll give you 20% or more. They'll give you some portion of kind of Virgin Air, and you chose the latter. So that's a scenario. Yeah. That's the, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that, that that's a, that's a scenario. And, and, um, you know, I think one again for people who are listening. I think one of the things I learned, and think think about this, right? So you do the deal. You're like, this is a sure thing. You're you're sitting in your office, your new office, on the first day, going, if I fuck this up with all all the wind that's behind our back, there's no way I can fail. And then we go and we launch the company, and we launch it live on air, CNBC Squawk Box. I'm sitting there with Richard. They keep him on for an, ep- an extra segment, and this is March of 2008. And they start asking them about oil prices. And so in our business, what happened is in a matter of weeks, everything changed. Every $10 increase in a barrel of oil at that time represented about a $1 billion increase in fuel prices for the commercial aviation. So for us in pricing and commercial, here's the thing. You share the cost as a passenger with other passengers for fuel prices. There's lots of seats. In private aviation, one person typically pays for that plane. So for us, you know, the the flight that would go from L.A., let's say, to New York, that was, let's say, a $40,000 flight, six weeks later, eight weeks later, could be a $70,000 flight. Yep. So what happened was people who flew in big planes started to fly in small planes. People who flew in small planes started to fly first class. Yep. And, and so all this is going on, and I had told myself on that first day— the, if you fuck this up, you will never get another chance. You knew, though, Scott, that you weren't like, did you actively go through a process when you were negotiating the Virgin deal saying, I know I can't control oil prices. I know that's a risk. Or were, were you just blinded by the upside in the industry and the, and Richard Branson and his aura? I, I think I was just so, you know, everyone's got like their superhero power, whatever it is. Right. My superhero power is has always been getting distribution for early stage companies and getting that idea in front of a lot of eyeballs through a great partner. Yeah. So I went and I looked for a big partner and, um, and, and, and then when we found Virgin, I thought, you know, this is the perfect match for a lot of different reasons. But I'll tell you another lesson that I've learned is, is this when dealing with big partners, if you're a small company and your goal is to go get a big partner out there, big companies don't make you better. They expose your flaws faster. They make you more of what you already are. That's right. So you really have to have your shit together and be prepared. So, so conclude that story for us. I'm imagining based on how you're talking about it, you just lost your shirt. That equity became worthless. How did that close that loop for us? I did. I did. So I ended up getting bought out and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it was, it was nothing like I thought it was going to be. And between trying to chip in to help support the cost of the business as the stuff was going sideways and everything, I lost my shirt. Yeah. But here's, but what but, is that now, by the way, what, like if, if you pointed to a company today and said, that's where the remnants of my thing exists now, what company does that exist? Is it Alaska Air? Well, I think I, so. I think that um, the probably the, the company that is making the best strides towards what I wanted to achieve is a company called Wheels Up. But they and didn't buy Wheels, this asset, right? They didn't buy the verge, the, the asset you had that failed, did they? No, no, they didn't. So Virgin kept it. 
I called them to try and buy it a couple of times. You know, if I were to do it again today, I just start because technology is different. I go and rebuild it, right? Yeah. I do all that kind of stuff. But so, so here's 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 the point I want to make. The point I want to make is with all of this, right? The sure thing, the sure thing doesn't work and it blows up. I tell myself in my head, if I fuck this up, I'm not going to get another chance. So when things got screwed up, I had this belief system that I'd adopted that I'm not going to get another chance. And I think that it's not just me. I think that as entrepreneurs, sometimes we replay, like we, if something doesn't work out, like we run that recording in our head and it affects everything. And so, and so, you know, I think two things, number one, number one job, you got to learn how to protect yourself as an entrepreneur. Sure things. There's no such thing as a sure, sure thing, right? That's number, number two. And, and number three, there is always another day to fight. Right. As entrepreneurs, I think what we have to learn how to do is get really good at repackaging the shit that happens to us and, and figuring out how we're going to use it to drive us forward, which is eventually what I did with the whole virgin experience. Mm-hmm. OK, hey, we're running out of time, but real quick, yeah. Business and Burgers, it's a new show yeah. you've got. What's the concept and why should people listen? Business and Burgers, it is a search for the best burger in America and a side of tasty business advice. And we go to one new city every month and we hit the best to the top restaurants and brew houses and pubs. And while we're there, we talk to the cities like the top local entrepreneurs. We bring in athletes, entertainers, and we just share, like we talk about the lessons they've learned in business over amazing burgers and sides. So who do you have coming up? What's the next big episode? So we, we've got Damon John coming up and that's, that one's going to be a really fun one. Damon John from Shark Tank. And what's cool is um, Damon, so he invested in a company that somehow, and I don't know all the details, but debones, it's able to debone a rib, right? This technology. And so what he's done is he's created using this technology, a, a baby back rib burger that they're now selling. They're testing at Carl's Jr. So by the way, if you're listening, if you're watching this, go get the baby back rib burger <laughs> at Carl's Jr. You're making but me we're hungry. Gonna, we're gonna, right. We're going to film at Carl's and, uh, and we're going to, that, that should be a fun one. That's yeah. awesome. Guys, search business and burgers on iTunes. You can find Scott there, Addition, and Alan, his partner there. Additionally, yeah. it's always, it's this show is syndicated on entrepreneur.com. So you can check it out there as well. Many of you know, I am buying companies that I really, really like, and there's no quicker way for me to get to the bottom of what is happening on that website than using this tool called NathanLaka.com forward slash hot jar, H-O-T-J-A-R. It basically will give me a recording, okay? When anybody lands on the website, it'll give me a recording of where the viewer is scrolling and obviously does the basic stuff like heat maps too, but I learn so much about where the users are scrolling and clicking on my site using that tool. It helps me increase conversion rates, make more money and grow those businesses faster. And we'll have to see what happens with those businesses, but I'm buying them. I'm buying them very quick and I'm using nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar for all of my website analytics. You can too. I work with them. It's totally free. You can go to nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar. No credit card required. Again, use it as much as you want. nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar. I'll see you there. Scott, let's wrap up here with the famous five. You ready? <laughs> yeah. All right. Number one, what's your fa- besides your own, what's your favorite business book? You know, I'm reading a great book right now. It's called um, You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Yep. And uh, someone referred it to me, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Now, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Dave Meltzer. Number uh, four, what's your favorite online tool, like Acuity Scheduling? Uh, my favorite online tool is, uh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. 
I do a lot of podcasting. I love Skype. Okay, good. You use Skype too. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Number four, how old are you? I'm 47 this week. Okay, yeah. good. I jumped ahead about how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, I got four last night. What do you get on average, would you say? Uh, five and a half, six. Okay. And you said you're 47. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? I uh, married two kids, seven and eight years old. Oh, Both man. Girls, they're awesome. That's yeah. amazing. I can tell you every D- Disney princess upside down, <laughs> inside out. I never thought that would happen. Yeah. So, that's awesome. All right. Let's, uh, last question. Take us back 27 years, Scott. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, I wish my 20 year old self knew that um, you don't win by hard work alone. There's a lot of people that are working just as hard as you are and that are just as hungry as you are. And so what you what you really need to do is take time to develop relationships, not for the sake of getting anything, but for the sake of knowing people and having relationships. Because down the road, as you get older, relationships are everything. There you guys have from a guy who has been through the grinder, specifically the oil price grinder. You don't <laughs> win by hard work alone. He started many, many, many years ago, built up savings enough to go all in on his, on his own idea, Smart Charter. Thought he was getting a great deal selling to Virgin, really for mostly an equity deal. He took a chunk of that business eight weeks later or eight days later. All of a sudden, oil prices increase. His business goes down the tubes. He obviously gets out of that business, now focused on business and burgers, books, and much, much more. Scott Duffy, thank you for taking us to the top. Right on. If you enjoyed Scott today, go back and listen to Michael yesterday. His machine learning agency did 800,000 last year, and they actually do use machine learning, not just as a marketing tactic. So where's he see the future going?